what is going on guys this is a motorcycle dad with tito i'm back 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 after the thanksgiving break i hope you guys had a good thanksgiving holiday with your friends family whoever you spent it with um for all my brothers and sisters deployed overseas i hope you guys had a good one i know they served you guys some chow hall food uh, i remember those days being deployed on holidays it was uh, always a fun time but just know that you're not forgotten always on my mind at least and they should stay on everybody's mind. So for you know, first responders, uh, anybody in the military active duty that was deployed or you're on duty, sorry, I ain't gonna forget my boys on duty in the bricks. They got screwed over the holiday weekend. Special shout out to my boys on duty, whether you're Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, Air Force. I'm telling you right now, I don't care how good of a branch you are, everybody has fucking duty over the holidays. So for my people staying on duty or you're deployed, Thank you for your service and what you do, uh, keeping the barracks safe from uh, the drunkards that want to set off fire extinguishers. Anybody that was in the service, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I hope everybody was safe out there. I know the weather was pretty crazy. Uh, we had some snow, some rain here. And actually, I got sick uh, over the weekend from that because I was a jackass running around half naked aka just in board shorts flip-flops and a shirt when i went to take care of some shit outside and i got sick for a couple days and lost my voice so that's why my voice sounds a little raspy uh, i hope the new mic i don't give a fuck how much money i spend on it i'm sure it's not going to help it sound any better but i am a huge fan of this new mic and i appreciate the feedback you guys have been giving me awesome feedback now my boy Vinny, everybody's been listening they were like yeah dude it sounds 100 percent better so you guys are going along this journey with me okay and I'm much appreciative all the time of your feedback. Uh, it's weird because having the new mic makes it seem like, man, you're going to that next level. And it's pretty exciting. And I was actually really antsy uh, over the weekend because it was like, I lost my fucking voice. And here it is. I, I want to do a podcast with my new mic that I only got a chance to do it like 30 minutes last time. And I'm getting all this feedback from everybody's like, yo, the new mic sounds good. And I'm like, oh, shit, I want to record guess what i didn't have a fucking voice to record so uh if you hear me sipping on water please forgive me through the recording but it's just like i said i'm still getting over this i should be good i'm like 85 percent. so but it's still a pain in the ass uh either way in uh this episode first segment we're gonna go over some moto news yamaha's making big news okay um and the battle of the middleweight adventure bikes are starting so um we're going to cover the new Tanneray 700 um, and Yamaha's got some other stuff. And also I'm going to kind of compare it to a couple of the other ones that are out there now. So second segment, I'm going to talk about some, a couple MMI stories and bring up a buddy of mine who was messaging me the other day. And also I'm going to talk about some people that support me and I'm really thankful for um, some people in the community. I'm really, really thankful for them. So that's what this season is all about. Anyways, being thankful. And I'm telling you right now, there's no, I can't think of another community off the top of my head, you know, that really you have grass of the earth, salt of the earth people other than the power sports industry. Okay. So that being said, we're going to get into moto news. So I'm not going to, there wasn't really anything that I really wanted to cover from the progressive motorcycle events. Just a lot of like little hoopla stuff. I'll keep digging and see if I find anything I really want to cover. That's like, Oh yeah, this new product or this, Cause I'll be honest with you, some of the shit's just the same junk. They just, you know, polish it up a little bit, rebrand it, and it's like, yeah, you know. So, uh, 
yeah, I'm sure you guys over the weekend saw a lot of like the Cyber Monday deals. Robzilla had a bunch of deals. Dennis Kirk had a bunch of deals. Um, you know, dude, everybody had deals. And it's like when I was looking at some of the stuff, it really wasn't anything that appealed to me. Um, so I'm gonna cover that a little bit more in the second, at the beginning of the segment segment too. Uh, so just a couple little quick things that I look for personally, and some tricks that may help you from overspending this holiday season when you see all these great closeout deals online. Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, first things first in Moto News, though, we're gonna get into Yamaha has Yamalube. Okay. Um, Yamalube is their brand of of lubricants and all sorts of different fucking shit. Um, when I was in the Yamaha course in MMI, I mean, the, sh the classroom is full of it. And that was when I first learned about the reputation of Yamalube. Uh, there's a lot of people that are affiliated with other manufacturers. Like there's master Honda techs. There's other guys out there and not discrediting their oil, but out of a preference from their experience, I heard a lot of people sing the praises of Yamalube and their product line. So, um, personally on my street triple, I don't use it just cause it's like, I just try to have a tendency. I'm a little bit picky when it comes to my metric bikes and I try to use the manufacturer's recommended oil as much as possible. So that way, if I do run into any problems down the line, I'm like, look, man, you see receipts. I use your shit all the way through and through. You guys are fucking stupid. Um, but Yamalu really stands behind their product and the reputation is so good that there's a lot of people, there's guys even in the Harley side of the world that use Yama Lube products. So the new product they dropped, I guess they're dropping a GP racing spec oil and a high performance motorsports oil. So the motorsport oil is going to basically cover your more dirt bike, ATV, any of the stuff that takes those things like your alternate, your ATVs, UTVs, such like that. From what I understand, that's what they're making it for. Your GP racing oil is going to be look for your, you know, your amateur track guys, your adamant track guys, and even guys with street bikes that go to the track. You know, it's a great oil, high performance racing grade oil. It's Moto GP spec. And the biggest thing that I was impressed, because you're going to see, let me see, you're going to see a lot of like the the selling pitching points that they have to do for advertising. You know, like, oh, you know, it lasts this long and this blah, 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 blah. And it's got this detergent and does this. And, you know, it fucking, t you know, tickles your taint and all that good stuff. But what the biggest thing that I'm seeing, and this is something that's pretty, pretty strong, is the fact that they're going to warrant your new Yamaha vehicle or other qualified products. What those are, I'm not sure. Those could be generators or such. And they're going to warrant the engine as long as you're using the new high-performance Yamaha shit. For 20 years, 100,000 miles, or 5,000 hours, for those that don't have odometers or anything on them, for those kind of vehicles, whichever comes first. So if you have an engine failure somewhere in there, they're going to stand behind it and be like, yo, we're going to we'll replace the motor. Now, I don't know what the depth of that is. I'd really like to see like the fine print, see like what loopholes there are, like if you're still going to have to cover certain portions of labor parts. What exactly are they covering with this warrant? or warranty that they're stating. But I ain't never heard of nobody complain about Yamaloop. I ain't never heard anybody say it all, man, that shit's stupid, or that shit sucks. I ain't never heard that. So, you know, for me, like, all right, fine, damn. So they already have a good word of mouth reputation, and then they're going to put that black and white bottom line on it as well. I said, damn, Gina, 
that's pretty fucking cool. So, like I said, do your own research. Look into Yamalube. Uh, they make a great product, like I said. And I've known of people that use like stuff like Yamabond as well. And I know Harley takes to use Yamabond over regular silicone because, like I said, the product is just that good. I had some Yamabond, but it actually, I left the cap off and it dry. It got fucked up. I fucked it up. That was my one little, it's my one little gimmick. It's my one little thing. So, but either way, time for me to get some more Yama stuff. But I'm currently not running Yamaloo because I have a Harley and then, of course, my 2014 Street Triple. But what you will be seeing, maybe possibly soon, maybe I don't know, is going to be that dang old new 2021 Yamaha Tanneray 700, man. Dang old, man. That thing is nice, man. So the new Tanneray 700 from Yamaha is a midsize adventure bike that will be dropping this upcoming summer of 2020, okay? Because it's the 2021 model. Now, so far with what we're seeing, it is the same motor, same uh, parallel twin motor that's in the MT-07, all right? Uh, nothing, I haven't heard anything about any big changes there. Like, oh, you know, they redesigned half of the motor. I haven't heard any of that stuff. But, okay. I do know a couple things. Fuel tank is ranging for 217 miles. Wet weight, wet weight is around 451 pounds. No, it is 451, 452 if you round up. That's wet weight with a full tank. So wet weight means all fluids, full tank, all that good stuff. Um, you're gonna have a LED display. It's not gonna be your like L fancy LCD or uh, you know your fancy LCD color TFT display. It's gonna be a nice, LED backlit, you know, display, LED lights all the way around, you know, bitch and suspension for one. I want, I want to say that I'm thinking they're running uh, Kayaba in there, uh, suspension. Okay. And ABS, but that's pretty much it. They're not, they're keeping the electronics very simple on this model. And I'm kind of a big fan of that. Oh, and the price point is 10K MSRP. Well, of course, $9,999, but. I'll throw a dollar in there for tax anyways. Um, but the reason why I'm, I'm a fan of this is because one of the things I want to get into a little bit more, I did a lot of dirt bike riding as a kid, but nothing really technical. It was all fields and stuff. And I want to try to get into more adventure riding, especially since I've been you know, working with uh, backcountry expeditions a little bit. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on that later. But from what I've seen, I used to be a big G, um, get the biggest, like the Harley bagger mentality. I'm going to get the biggest fucking, you know, the biggest adventure bike, like my electrical, like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 because all I ever known was the GS 1200s. And it's like, damn, dude, that's a big beast, though. And one of the things I can say is unless you have a tremendous amount of it, riding experience in adventure riding, trail riding, you know, you're talking about your BDR type riding, um, dude, those bikes are going to fucking kick your ass. And I saw it personally myself, you know, when we had to help a couple of the the customers on the trip and stuff like that fell over and it was like well the guys on the smaller bikes a little bit smaller bikes had an easier time especially you know navigating some of these you know very technical terrain portions and if you don't have that experience riding on a big big bike and you're not confident in your adventure trail riding abilities it's always better to take it down to what you're a little bit more comfortable on weight wise and when you're talking about this bike wet weight is 451 pounds guys my fucking Royal Enfield Himalayan, the single cylinder long short for you know long stroke 410 thumper was like 400 something pounds. 
So they got this 695 cc motor or whatever. I think the specs like 675 cc motor in a bike that's and they're you know they're getting all this more power out of it, but it's only like you know 50 pounds heavier. That's it. If that, I think, or the same weight. I can't remember. I have to look up the Royal Enfield data to, to let you know exactly. But because I sold my Himalayan and I was actually thinking about getting another one because of the price point. But I'm like, you know what? What am I going to do with that thing right now? I'm not going to do shit with it. So, and I'm thinking I was, you know, always thinking about going with the 1200. But after going on that experience with that country expedition, I was like, you know what? Me personally, until I get my skill level, I would probably be better on a mid range. It's a little bit more forgiving. And then me and Tony, I think we talked about it in one of the podcasts while I was there was the Tanneray 700 and how much like of a fan I am. I'm just a Yamaha fanboy anyway. So it's like, yo, now I'm not too upset that they're not offering, you know, trash control and all that shit, because to be hundred percent honest with you, when you get onto the fucking trail, like when you get onto whatever, you know, trail you're riding on, that shit all comes off. Because if you have ABS on and you start, you know, losing traction, the ABS is kicking in, traction control kicking in, you're gonna have a hard time navigating some of those, you know, obstacles on the trails, rather is you could just gas through it, you know, go right over the rock. And yeah, it's spinning a little bit, but that's part of the adventure anyways. So that's why I'm kind of a fan of this. And that's the reason why the price point is so low, because unlike your Tiger 800s and your, you know, GS 850s and GS 750s out there, they've taken that element out to where it's like you don't even have to worry about it because you only have to worry about it on the street anyways and if you have abs and you turn that shit on the street i mean to me you're good you know like especially if you're getting into a little bit more experienced adventure riding well that's part of the forgiveness anyways is you know i've heard several people told me riding on dirt has made him a better rider on the street and also look don't get me wrong i've heard people say you know riding on the track has made him a better rider on the street so when you take those two riding experiences, the equation and bring them together like that, and you're able to, with your experience, you know, cut out ABS, you don't need traction control. Cause like I said, all that shit gets turned off when you're on the trail anyways. So I think it's a great bike. And I think that it's gonna do a lot of, they're gonna sell a lot of them here in the States. Um, because if you look at their competition, okay, the competition in that class right now is your, like your 2020 F750 GS. Um, you know, that thing MSRPs for $10,400 or $10,399 from Beamer. Uh, but I never really felt like that bike had a fucking soul. Like I rode it around and like the coolest portion of the bike to me, being honest with you, was the TFT display, which I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I don't have my eyes glued to the fucking screen while I'm riding. I'm paying attention to where I'm riding. So all oh, your one cool factor for me is now null and void. Um, you know, it's not, I think ABS is standard on it. I'm not sure about trash control and all that shit. I think those are options, but most of the dealers that I know, they're not buying that bike without those options anyways. So, you know, there you go. So you're looking at probably when you get to the dealership, you're going to be looking at models around maybe around 11, 11, five, because of those, those added options. Whereas with the Yamaha, guess what, dude, it's 10. I mean, of course, if you add, you know, uh, paneers like side cases, any accessories, accoutrements, and shit like that. Absolutely, of course, the price can't go up. I'm not lying there. But you won't have that unexpected sticker shock when here it is you're doing your research online and then you go into the fucking dealership. And you're like, wait a minute, the one you have is like 12 or 13. What the fuck? Um, because that, like I said, 
I don't know many dealers that are going to order any of these units that are just plain Jane. Oh, yep, they're going to order the $10,400 unit. I'm like, nah, they're not doing that. They're getting the ones with the bells and whistles. So, uh, guys, I think that the here it is. We got the year of the Street Fighter among us, upon us, and also year of the mid range uh, adventure bike because Triumph today, and I knew this was coming, has dropped their new Tiger 900. Okay. Now, if you ask me, in my opinion, the Tiger 800 when it came to the mid class was king, and still technically is king. Uh, because I've had I've heard other reviews where like a lot of the guys with like the smaller Africa twins were like, yeah, the Yamaha's kind of better, the Tiger's kind of better. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've never really heard. I never really had a lot of people who are like just blew out of control over the 750 GS or the 850 GS. Like, man, this thing's fucking badass. This and the other. I haven't really heard a lot about that at all. Like I said, personally, I've ridden a couple and. Whereas at least the 1250 or the 1200, so I was like, man, this thing's a beast and it's got some kind of soul. I didn't really feel like those two had a soul. I mean, shit, my Royal Enfield, it was plain Jane, single cylinder dumper, felt like it had a fucking soul. So just might be, look, you don't have to take my opinion for it. I still think they're good bikes. I'm not going to sit here and say, but guys, we're comparing apples to apples here. So uh, I still think the 850 and the 750s are great bike in the class. Now, if you got to ask me, I think Triumph is, Triumph is king in the class when it comes to the 800. Then you got, you know, some people will argue KTMs and such. I think Yamaha is going to come close to taking over that just with the simplicity of the bike the for the Tanneray that they got out. Um, let's see what this new Tiger 900 does. Um, I don't have all the specs yet. It just dropped today, so I'm going to look at it today, and then we're going to drop a podcast probably beginning of next week um on one of my days off to go ahead and do that so we will see guys like look i love all motorcycles but like i said we're comparing apples to apples here and i am a huge yamaha fan so i'm excited to get my hands on this thing and test it out um this was a big discussion for like well not a big discussion but me and my buddy uh my buddy triv who's down in uh he works for one of the freedom dealerships down in fort worth special shout out to triv we me and him have been messaging back and forth because the Freedom dealership that he works at down there is a Yamaha dealer. And he's like already looking at getting one himself. And I'm excited because I hope he gets it first. That, that way he can tell me what he thinks of it. But I think this thing's going to be badass. And I'm already looking forward to trying to pick one up and then get a little bit more dirt experience under my belt. So that way I can take this thing out with Backcountry Expeditions and Neil and have a good time. And, you know, check out some BDRs around here myself. Um, it's funny how we evolve as riders. Cause me and you know me and him were just talking about that how like i think that this tannery is like so good for the masses as far as like demographic wise who you're gonna be able to target that you're gonna have a guy especially with the price point you're gonna have a few guys that ride street or cruiser or some other thing they're gonna pick this thing up because it's not like this overwhelming beast of a you know twenty five thousand dollar gs or $15,000, you know, GS 1200 or $15,000 GS 850 or, you know, $11,000, $12,000 GS 750, you know, brand new 10. I'm pretty sure in the next couple of years we'll be able to find a couple of use for seven, six. So we'll continue to see how that goes. All right. I'll fill you in on that. And me and T-Rib, you know, buddy, we're going to keep talking. When you get the first one at the dealership, bro, let me know. Matter of fact, we might have to do something special for a podcast for that one. So thanks for talking to me about that one, buddy. I'm really going to keep you know, keep my eye out on that. And 
let's see uh let's see what this tiger 900 is all about now i will say this much about the tigers it's just i think the price and this is where it comes with my struggle with triumph sometimes i want to see what the price point is for the tiger 900 i wasn't a fan of the price point for the tiger 800 i want to say most of them were about 12 13 could be putting my foot in my mouth uh depending on what dealer you're buying from their leftover year models and such uh and then whatever incentives they have out there because triumph does actually have really good factory incentives to where dude there's sometimes we've seen these guys throw in fucking side cases or you know you're talking about four to five hundred to thousand dollars you know uh buying incentives so that's one thing to don't sleep on and look guys you can hear my opinion and say whatever the fuck i'm gonna say at the same time go to your dealership go talk to these guys go ask them for a test ride i know some dealerships are strict and they don't do test rides and it sucks for them because I mean, liability insurance could be a case in that, but that's a big thing. Get a chance to get one of these things and get your feet on it and ride it. I mean, and then again, look too, because there's some companies out there that rent these things. So that may be an answer too for you just to rent it, try it out. Now, watch it with the rental companies because a lot of these rental companies, they don't allow you to go off-roading. Or if they see you went off-roading, one of the things they'll tell you is they, they charge you for going off-roading. They could prove when you go to check in the motorcycle that you went off-roading, they're going to charge you like a cleaning fee. I know I used to. So that's why I tell you that. So watch it. You're, I mean, you're going to get most of your riding you know, power band experience is going to be street. So just watch it with that. You know, maybe if you go down, you know, oh, a little dirt road that's ended, you know, all the road ended, you know, real quick and you'll sneak it and see how it goes. You'll be lucky there. But either way, we will continue to see if anybody out there has ridden this thing already or if you want to talk about it, hey, feel free to message me like my buddy Triv he hit me up and was messaging me on Facebook and we were going back and forth about it it was pretty cool um and I'm really really looking forward to talking having somebody else on the podcast and talking to him about it because you guys know how animated the conversations get when we start debating oh well this dirt bike and, and dude that's the thing there's so much shit out there that somebody can come out of left field and be like hey man but that new husky is this that, and the other and oh fuck I wasn't even thinking about that Sometimes we get so focused on what we like directly that we lose focus of the big picture. All right. Big picture is the whole industry. So that's my two cents on that, guys. Uh, I got the second seven coming up. Hey, guys, I'm back for the second segment. I hope you guys like that banjo. That shit's real funky, dude. That shit is nice and funky. I'm I'm a huge fan of that banjo. Look, I'm from Virginia originally. I'm from uh, the Hampton Roads area, 757, stand up. Um, <laughs> I'm from a small town called Smithfield, Virginia. Okay, it's country, rural. That's where I grew up at. And I'm used to country music. I'm a fan of country music. Like, you know, some crazy, like people think, well, you're not, you don't like country. I'm like, don't judge me, dude. I like everything. Uh, I'm more of a fan of the old school stuff like Conway Twitty, you know, shit like that. But either way, so I'm a huge fan of that banjo. I, I like, I'm gonna think I'm gonna use it just a little bit more. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. If it's annoying or not, but I think it's pretty jazzy. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, Anchor. I appreciate that. So I got my kid in here right now because I was starting to record. She came knocking because, you know, she was done with lunch and stuff. So it is motorcycle dad. So, um, but. I got her hooked up now. She's got her tablet over there, Amazon Fire tablet. She's learning. She's got her headphones in. Oh, man, she can't hear me cursing. So 
It's a good thing. I look, I I try not to curse in front of my kid, but myself and my wife are Marines, so I'm sorry. I think that if my kid drops an F bomb or an S bomb, not that I want them to at school, but to me it's not the end of the world. I, I'm focusing on on the the fiber, the substance and what my kid's learning and what I'm teaching her more than anything else. Now, do I want her to, you know, be going off and flying, swimming like a sailor? No, 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 no. But if it's like one of those things that slips out, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, like this is the end of the world for us. So that being said, guys, in this segment, I'm going to start it off with one. Okay. Remember, since we're in the holiday season, it's kind of the, the theme right now. Remember when you were a kid and you used to get that toy catalog, whether it's from KB Toys or Toys R Us, the Toys R Us big catalog for the, you know, for Christmas. And I'm like, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. Well, one of my favorite things is being cheap. All right. I learned that from my dad. My dad has been like, I ain't cheap. He's like, I'm non-conforming. I'm like, Pops, what does that mean? Because I ain't going to conform to pay the prices they want me to pay. I'm like, damn, I'm like, right on. So he's talking a lot about coupons and stuff like that. And just being frugal and wise with my money anyways, I've learned to try to save as much as possible and get the most bang for my buck. That being said, the Grown Man Christmas catalog has come out. And that Grown Man Christmas catalog is the Harbor Freight Merry Christmas Sale Red Tag Catalog. Now, there's some stuff in here, guys, you're not going to need. Some stuff you do. So I'm eyeballing one of the electric heaters they have in here because I was looking at propane, but um, I have this reputation of almost setting myself on fire at everywhere I live. And I've already gotten past that here. I think my homeboy Kasun can vouch for that because one night he was here kicking it and I threw a flammable bottle on fire pit in the ship. Ah! <laughs> almost had both our shit from the military acting up like, what the fuck? You know, IDF, what's going on, bro? <laughs> so I don't think it's wise for me to have a big ass propane tank in my garage with a heater on top. Like I know some people use them, but I feel more confident in your ability to have that in mind. So there's a, I, I'm eyeballing a $70 electric one. I'm thinking I'm going to get it. I think it might be my Christmas gift. Ask, ask my wife to ask Santa to bring me that, but we will see if I do get it. I'll let you guys know. Because, I mean, because the reason I had to cold and all that stuff, I haven't been in the garage this week, which has kind of been disappointing. But it's been ridiculously cold and rainy, or ridiculously cold for us. Probably 50s through the day, cold, wet, and rainy. Not cool when you're used to desert shit. So, either way, that leads me into the next subject of, you guys have been seeing online, RevZilla, everybody online, you had, you had Cyber Monday, you had Black Friday sales. Uh, Dennis Kirk is extending a lot of their sales. You know, RevZilla's got holiday sales. It did not end. You're going to get a lot of good deals. But the way to combat, you know, buying unnecessary things is make a list of the things you actually need. You know, like, hey, look, I'm overdue for a helmet this year because my helmet's three to four years old. It smells funky. Even after I washed a liner, then make your list. I'm going to need a helmet. I'm going to need a jacket. I'm going to need boots. I'm going to need this. Okay. And when you're shopping for these blowout deals or these sales, really, really, really look at it and be like, okay, do I really need this? Because sometimes it, you get trapped into looking like, damn, dude, that Valentino Rossi AGV helmet is at $900 when it used to be $1,200. Oh man, it might be the time to get it. Um, or like, oh, those gloves are like 20 bucks, you know, when they used to be 30. But are those exactly the gloves you're looking for? Are you willing to compromise on what your true needs are for the sake of cashing in on a big alleged discount? Um, 
and no harm to those guys they're absolutely doing the right thing of discounting these things as much as possible because they have to get rid of this stuff they want to make way for the new thing so i'm not blaming them for doing anything but it goes back to taking that personal responsibility to shopping for the best deal possible and doing your homework and not buying things that you don't need you know like oh well i was only needing this and that and i ended up buying like five other fucking things well that's your fault because you gave in an impulse so usually what i'll do is i'll sit here on my phone and i'll like or my notepad whichever one is easier and i will like write down the shit that i actually need and start checking down the list sorry about that because just by attrition i'm probably going to get one or two things that especially when i'm in harbor freight where i'm about one or two things that i will probably genuinely need i'll put it in a basket i'll walk around like do i really need this shit right now i'm not really going to use it and the answer is no and i'll put it back but if it's like, yeah, no, you need that, then it's great. So they got a lot of good deals going on right now. They got like an LED overhang light. The one that I use in my, uh, it's made by Braun. And I actually use this in my garage to help with extra light because one of the habits I picked up from my dad and I always try to emulate in every shop I was in was better lighting. Try to get the best lighting possible so you can't see what you're doing, right? Unless you got fucking lighting. So... Oh, they got some pretty cool stuff in there. You got jacks and, you know, the tool carts. Now, see, this is where you got to watch it and do your research because they got the tool carts advertised in the front for $189. But if you get the super coupon, you can find the big tool cart for $149. Matter of fact, if you look in here, they have the Merry Christmas coupon for $149 on the, and three pages in. But in the front, they have a coupon for $189. So for the 30-inch five-drawer mechanic cart. So... You really got to watch that and just look through the catalog and do your research. All right. And that's my spiel on sales stuff. So one of the things we're going to talk about is a person that reached out to me recently was a guy I went to MMI with. His name is Mason. All right. Mason, I want to thanks for message. I thank you for messaging me, man. And thank you for giving me the feedback on the mic. Dude, I'm always humbled and appreciative of any support. And this guy, we went to MMI with him. Uh, my homeboy, the other Chris. The white Chris, the other Marine that had tattoos and rode a Yamaha and all that stuff. I still remember, and I hope you don't mind me telling the story, but one of the things when you go to MMI is you kick it in a parking lot before class, and there's a lot of shit that goes on in the parking lot. Trash talking, all sorts of randomness. And one day, me and Chris were sitting there in his truck, just chilling, waiting to get ready to go to class, and you see this dude take off. He's got a like a Tundra and drives over our boy Mason's car. Like, dude, the dude's rear wheel was off the fucking ground. He drove over this dude's hood. And then my homeboy, Chris, because I, I, we were both pretty vigilant back then and protective. This fool gets out of the truck and runs. He's like, yo, that motherfucker's going to try to leave. Fuck that. And runs over there and, like, blocks this dude from leaving. This dude's, like, hauling ass. And he goes and stands in front of his Tundra until, like, instructors and shit got out there. But it was funny because me and Mason were going back and forth talking about what he's doing and how he's doing. He's doing great. I'm really happy for you, dude. Keep it up. Stay in the automotive industry. There's more money on that side. And next time I'm in, in Denver or Colorado area, we're definitely going to hook up and, you know, smoke something, whatever it is. All right. But either way, it was really good talking to him via messenger the other day and hearing his feedback because he's a listener. So I appreciate your support, dude. I appreciate you listening. And I, I appreciate you for going through what you went through, man, because that shit was crazy. Mason was a good guy, but I think there's some people that, because he was younger than some of the rest of us, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they kind of treated him as such. And I was guilty of that too. Because, you know, I had just got out the military. I'm like, oh, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder and shit. But genuinely a good guy. 
And I'm genuinely happy to see his journey in life take him to where he's gone. So, you know, good on you, dude. And it was really good talking to you. And, yo, hit me up whenever, dude. You want to bullshit about anything, hit me up on Messenger. All right. And, and it kind of leads me into my next point of um, this is a time of year where you want to be thankful. Okay. And, and two people that I really are two companies that I ever really have a lot of respect for. Um, I'm going to start off with Backcountry Expedition with uh, Neil and his team over there. And now me and my partner, my business partner, Tony, being a part of that team. Uh, I just want to say I'm thankful for them. Okay. And I'm always going to try to be thankful for everything. I'm thankful for them because he has helped gain our relationship and grow our relationship and just keep building on it. And it's been phenomenal. It's been great. All right. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely a different part of writing that I never thought I'd be really elaborating on or getting better at or wanting to get into a little bit more. Like, cause I did a lot of dirt riding, but nothing as technical as what he offers. And for him to bring me and Tony into the fold on his team and partner up with this, I think is great. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to be helping him out this weekend. I got to pick up some customers and drive them out to Bishop because they're doing the Southern California BDR. Okay. They're starting off in Bishop, California. And they're going to make their way all the way over to Phoenix. And I'm kind of bummed that I'm not going to be able to go on the whole trip with them. Um, he has some cancellations. And not only that, I got my dad coming into town. And there's a lot of moving parts. But I'm just really thankful and fortunate that I'm able to be a part of it and build that relationship. Because you're talking about one of the things I look for is genuine people, real people. There's a lot of fake and phony people in our industry out there they're trying to fake and believe something that they're not and it's okay for the guys who are just getting in and try to find their way and where they are on the power sports side that's not a problem that's something i'm still going through we all go through it so i'm not going to knock that but i'm more knocking about the guys that kind of come in and throw just throw money or whatever they're not really genuine or you know all that talk you know and, and nothing to back it up with well you're talking about a guy in a company that backs it up and like he was always humble about how he explained things. And I was always grateful for that because when I got a chance to see what he was doing out there in Ure, when we did the Alpine loop, it was pretty fucking great. And it definitely opened up my eyes to where I want to go on my journey in the power sports industry and where I want to take my riding ability. So I'm really grateful for Backcountry expedition expeditions and Neil and you know his wife and his team you know and b me being a part of that team with my business partner tony it's really great and i i just want nothing more but good things so guys look get out there on on instagram backcountry expeditions look them up on the interwebs it's going to be backcountryexpeditions.co okay and look at his dates look look and see if that's something you'd be interested in he offers a lot of stuff and it's really fun and see this is one of those people like neil let me tell you what so one of the things we had to do when we we're on the trip with him last time was he had to go check out uh, a route because he hadn't been up there this season and he wanted to make sure it was safe before he took the, the rest of the group up there you know i want to make sure it was good and let me tell you what you're talking about experience right i'm intimidated about riding a gs on some of those trails just because of the pure weight size of it and this guy was fucking flying he was like burp, 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 burp. like he was brapping rap 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 getting it so but that's because his experience level is so superior you know and he tries to give you oh no 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 you know, yeah whatever no 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 you're a bad motherfucker bro you're a bad motherfucker so love you to death dude i'm looking forward to building our relationship and keep growing and keep exposing more people to bdr you know there's a, i didn't even know about this i thought dirt riding dirt trail riding no 
BDR, BDR, BDR. Awesome. I can't wait to be a bigger part of that. Um, the next person I want to talk about, the next actual company or representation I want to talk about is uh, there's a law firm here in Las Vegas. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Legal Ride. Um, Damon Schultz over there and his team are awesome. These guys are so involved in the community. It's ridiculous. People from the club scenes respect them. People from around the town and all the shops respect them. This guy goes out to the tracks respect. Them. He's always trying to do something for the community, volunteering his time. I mean, shit, we even sat down, you know, I know uh, Tony sat down with him and I've messaged with him back and forth because uh, we kind of see him as one of the, the, the pinnacles in the community here because so many people respect him and he doesn't limit himself to just one kind of riding. Um, so Damon, your, you, your team over at Legal Ride, super appreciative of what everything you do in the community. I think there's some people that don't appreciate you as much as they should, but either way, I'm telling you right now, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate all the support you do because I mean, and this is the thing, well, his team over at Legal Ride and he's evolved. like, whatever you guys need for starting your company, blah, 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 whatever you need, let me know. Got your back. And that's the way he is with everyone. It's not just one person. It's everyone. So Legal Ride, they represent motorcyclists. That's what they specialize in, in criminal defense. But so if you're in the Nevada area and you need a good lawyer, look them up. Get in contact with Legal Ride. Those guys will take care of you through and through. Free ticket defense. So if you're a little heavy on the throttle, you know, they got your back. And that's the thing that I love to see in our community is people that are genuine and real and Neil and Backcountry Expedition and Damon and Legal Ride, they're real. You know, I've seen this guy that's come, he's come off the track, been on the track all day. And when he could say, nah, 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 I'm not going to do that. He has actually showed up and, well, no, I'm here. I want to make sure everybody, you know, everybody's good and, and shows his love and respect all the time. So look, much love and respect goes out to both of those guys. And I just, I will continue to push. I don't get paid for this. Um, the podcast hasn't grown big enough to, you know, start getting, you know, for me to build revenue on it and get sponsors. But I'm going to tell you right now, those guys have always had my back and I'm always going to have their back. And that's the way the community needs to be. Um, Cause you're talking about people from different spectrums. Like here it is. Neil does all this adventure riding and Damon mainly focused on the track stuff, but he's a fan of everything. And I'm kind of the same way. I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I can't just have one bike. I got, I want them all. I want them all. So, um, and everybody else is a supports me period. So, you know, like my buddy Vinny, Vinny, you listening, bro. Love you to death, dude. Glad you're listening. You know, my buddy Rick down in Miami, all the feedback that I get from everybody. I don't take that shit lightly at all. I don't. I don't take it lightly at all. I'm always humbled and thankful for everyone's support. So, you know, and, and it's just like my, my buddy Nacho over at Two Wheel Connection. Man, look, man, we got to do something really soon. Now I got my voice back. Got to check in on your schedule, see how you're doing. And uh, like the Motorcycle Experience podcast, you know, he gave me some, he showed me some love a little bit in the, in the DM and dude, I've been listening to his stuff is really good. There's so many different perspectives in the industry. I hate just being like, oh no, mine is the only one. All right. So on that note, guys, I'm going to go ahead and end it. Uh, like I said, if you want to get a hold of me, hit me up on the DMs, uh, Moto Dad Tito at Facebook and Instagram. I know I've been a little bit lacking on those two lately, but guys, let me tell you something full-time dad trying to grow this business our, our motorcycle branded business um you know trying to figure out podcasting all this stuff. it's a lot of stuff to take on at one time and i didn't realize it until i started getting into it so i'm learning from it i appreciate your feedback and please guys i'm super humble 
You know, I was looking at my analytics the other day. We got guys from the Netherlands listening, Senegal, uh, you know, let me see. It was a bunch of other, other places that I'm just humbled that people are even listening. So all you listeners that are coming in from around the world, I'm really appreciative of you guys too. So look, even if you have questions and I don't know, like, look, shoot me a DM, whatever, message me. Even if you think it's like, oh, it's so frivolous. It's not. I promise you it's not. So shoot me a message. I would do want nothing more than, you know, to talk to you guys and start a dialogue with you. Like you said, hit me up, Moto Dad Tito, Facebook, Instagram. All right. And if you got my number, then you got my number. You can just fucking hit me up on the phone. You know, and if you don't, probably going to get it. But either way, look, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. I hope the weather clears up for everybody so you can get out there on two wheels. Or for my peoples up north, you can get on your sleds and have some fun. Um, be safe out there. Survive the ride. Arrive alive. All the good shit. And uh, I'll see you when I see you. Peace.